he mentioned that king salivagana was born to a virgin and a carpenter later he become mystic and finally crucified in a wise club it is almost exact narration of the jesus christ events what vincent as jesus christ events that is almost the same thing here so many persons both europeans and other persons opposed it argued it it's a wrong thing so for him there is no other go so he told that i have gone wrong but it is not my thing only the manuscripts i consulted were forged he imagined certain things and he put it in mudra rakshasa colonel will pour if you go through mudra rakshasa and also his writings colonel will pour writing it didn't match what are all the things he attributed to mudra rakshasa are not there first he endorsed william jones assumption of sandrakotas of megasthenes is sandrakota maurya one at the same person he first endorsed but william hs wilson has to do a damage control measure vanakkam namaskar to one and all i wholeheartedly express my heartfelt thanks to management and faculties and all the staffs of sangam talks for giving me the golden opportunity to present my views on our nation's beloved nation's history to various scholars i express my sincere thanks to the great scholars and excellent personalities who are listening this lecture uh, i have been already introduced these are all my contact numbers my mail id and my website i am a degree holder of uh, medicine and ophthalmology and also epigraphy archaeology and history postgraduate in history in this session i am going to narrate about whether chandragupta maurya of magadha dynasty whether he is contemporary to alexander of macedonia of greek many scholars are saying that both are contemporary and we have to analyze how much truth is in it and after analyzing this we can find out that the first distortion the foremost distortion in our beloved nation's history and chronology is the this is the distortion that is equating chandragupta maurya as a contemporary with alexander of macedonia we have to analyze in depth before finding out the fact sir william jones he is the foremost person who assumed this conjecture he this is his period and he came to india in the year 1783 as a judicial officer to east india company and he stayed at kolkata he only started the asiatic society of bengal on 15th january 1784 and he gave presidency presidential address every year and the in his 10th anniversary discourse at asiatic society of bengal he delivered a lecture with the title on asiatic history civil and natural 
it was delivered on the day 28 february 1792 at calcutta the whole lecture is available in printed version and also ebook version and you can refer the books the work of sir william jones third volume in these pages and also the asiatic researches that's text in the fourth volume in pages this pages it is available and because he don't know sanskrit he didn't know sanskrit he cannot able to read and understand so radhakant a sanskrit scholar from bengal helped him to understand the sanskrit of purana he explained uh, purana to him and purana especially vishnu purana shrimad bhagavatam matsaya vayu and brahmanda purana describe in full detail about the chronology of magadha kingdom from mahabharata war up to andhra sadavagana period that is before gupta period it ends with abruptly at andhra sadavagana period it didn't describe gupta period in that purana he came to understand one name that is chandragupta who belonged to maurya dynasty who came to power after nanda was helped by chanakya we all know that unfortunately because purana didn't describe the gupta dynasty he don't he cannot understand he could not understand there are another two chandragupta that is chandragupta gupta 1 and chandragupta gupta 2 who is the grandson of gupta 1 so this is one part in the during the same period uh, william jones uh, tried to understand greek classical literature that is uh, megasthenes fragments on india actually it is not available at today it is not extant but what megasthenes wrote it was uh, quoted by various scholars like uh, strabo pliny many greek or roman writers william jones started reading that in that megasthenes fragments as quoted by some other greek uh, writers he found one name chandrakotas who was the king of palibotra this made william jones in a hasty manner to assume that this chandragupta maurya purana may be chandrakotas of megasthenes and palibotra may be the capital of sandra kotesar chandra gupta maurya that is padaliputra so he equating these two names but actually the maurya kingdom capital magadha capital was initially rajagriha southern bihar near nalanda later on only during gupta period only it was shifted to padaliputra because william jones don't he, he couldn't understand all these details because he is lack in sanskrit knowledge itself and also the tradition and custom of india he hastily assumed that this chandragupta maurya must be chandragotas of megasthenes and megasthenes is a junior contemporary of alexander of macedonia so he immediately thought this chandragupta maurya and alexander should be contemporary and based on that he assumed that chandragupta maurya came to power in the year 312 years before christ bce so this is a hasty assumption and he showed two other evidence for that that is poem of somadeva uh, which shows that the chandragupta chronicon and other things and how nanda was dethroned that and all described yes for william jones state, statement and another sanskrit drama that is coronation of chandragupta 
but unfortunately there is not even in a single time alexander or any other greek person's name was mentioned in these two so this cannot be both cannot be evidence that uh, to show that sandragupta maurya was contemporary to alexander totally a wrong evidence baseless evidence so it all based on megasthenes indica that is the only thing but in his lecture interestingly he mentioned another thing also in the year 1792 he mentioned that rama who conquered silon that is silon a few centuries after flood and vikramaditya who died in ujjayini 57 years before the commencement of our era that is their era that is christian era that is 57 bce so he accepted in 1792 these english orientalists they accepted sri rama and vikramaditya as historical persons and rama's conquering of silon sri lanka and vikramaditya ruling ujjain are historical events that is the thing initially they thought both were historical persons and historical events but later on when they adjust the chronology they saw that vikramaditya is a mythical person and they are not accepting ramayana now initially they accepted that we should understand this is all there in that lecture you can download so what william jones in his lecture mentioned it is only an assumption and we have to do research on this that is the thing he mentioned but unfortunately in the year 1794 he passed away so no further research has been done after him colonel francis wilford another english officer came to india this is his period he was the fellow member of asiatic society of bengal and he was the collaborator of asiatic society of bengal's journal that is asiatic research in the earlier period what he argued is that king salivagana who is the great grandson of vikramaditya who ruled ujjain and his era started in 3179 year of kaliyuga or 78 common era he mentioned that king salivagana was born to a virgin and a carpenter later he became mystic and finally crucified in a wise club it is almost exact narration of the jesus christ events what mentioned as jesus christ events that is almost the same thing here so many persons both europeans uh, and other persons opposed it argued it it's a wrong thing so for him there is no other go so he told that i have gone wrong but it is not my thing only the manuscripts i consulted were forged he accepted his guilt but suddenly he blamed other people the writer of the manuscript that is the integrity and credibility of colonel francis wilford that we used to understand without any integrity without any credibility he was accepted as a great scholar and after that he endorsed william jones assumption of sandragupta's yes sandragupta maurya and for that he had shown mudra rakshasa also as evidence but mudra rakshasa didn't mention any greek name including alexander his writings can be all these things are there in the writings of asiatic researches volume 5 and his writing chronology of hindus and asiatic research volume 
these are all the page number you can download these books it is downloadable what are all the contradictions in his writings these two three thing there are many contradictions first contradiction is our purana or the william jones so two evidence no somadeva's poem or sanskrit drama the coronation of chandragupta not even any indian literature ancient indian literature not modern did not mention not even once alexander of macedonia these people are telling the alexander the great but it is conspicuously absent his name in the ancient indian literature why just imagine during night one mosquito is entering into our house whether we will afraid frightened and we will call police or help no we won't write in the next day a mosquito entered i am afraid no we won't write suppose if a tiger enters or a lion enters what we will say we will call immediately help we will be frightened and if we escape immediately in the next day we will die uh, wrote it in diary or put it in whatsapp or facebook everywhere tiger enters it will be there if a mosquito enters nobody will mention that's why alexander name is not mentioned because he didn't have any impact on india just he reached the western border of india for that itself he lost his life and he didn't return alive to macedonia that is the thing india taught him he didn't return from india alive so just a mosquito mosquito will not be represented in any text that's why indian text didn't mention alexander we are only calling great but ancient text didn't consider him only just like a mosquito that is the thing we should understand and another contradiction is wilford mentioned he could not trace these two books that is somadeva's poem or coronation of chandragupta even just 10 to 20 years after william jones these two texts are not available means what we can infer whether the texts are there or not william jones on his imagination wrote something that we should understand and colonel wilford told that mudra rakshasa has two parts you can download mudra rakshasa it is an excellent drama which details how chanakya made rakshasa as the prime minister of chandragupta you can understand how he is clever that much interesting drama it has only one part it is a sanskrit drama only one part so he mentioned that there are two parts and the third thing is he imagined certain things and he put it in mudra rakshasa colonel wilford if you go through mudra rakshasa and also his writings colonel wilford writing it didn't match what are all the things he attributed to mudra rakshasa are not there you can download mudra rakshasa from internet and you can verify yourself uh, luckily in tamil the famous uh, freedom fighter vaavesu ayyar he translated this mudra rakshasa into tamil even there it is not there what are all the events described by colonel pulport and attribute to mudra rakshasa is not there the worst thing is i think colonel wilford didn't read mudra rakshasa at all because the author name and his resident place itself he wrote wrongly mudra rakshasa author was visagadatta but in this lectures if you verify 
Wilford mentioned in this pages 282 to 281. The uh, author of this Mutara Rakshasa is Ananda or Ananda. One place he mentioned Ananda, another place Ananda. He is not sure about that. And he lived on the banks of Gotavari in that part. That is the thing he committed. But if you read Mutara Rakshasa, and he, Mudra Rakshas didn't mention where he lived. So it is all imaginary things, and he didn't know even the author name properly. And he wrote commentary on Indian Mudra Rakshasa, and he wrote Indian history. And we are reading that. That is the sad part of it. So he is not at the banks of Gothavari. For that, why he mentioned Gothavari, Dekan? Because uh, Mudra Rakshasa mentioned fortifications of the capital of Sandragupta Maurya. In Padaleputra, it is on the bank of Ganga, there will not be any fortifications, only wooden structures are there. So he has to explain that. So what explanation he gave? Because the author of Mudra Rakshasa lived in Deccan on the bank of Godavari and he was a foreigner. How can Godavari and Deccan become a foreign land for us? How can a person living in Deccan, he is a foreigner to India? He is mentioning. Another thing is, if you analyze that, even if you have, he says, okay, okay, like that we accept. Even a person of Deccan living on Gothavari cannot write correctly on the incident that happened at Makada, Bihar. You have to ask one question. How can a foreigner living in Europe can write Indian history correctly? Person living in Deccan just 1,000 kilometers away from Magadha, cannot write a history there properly means a person living 5,000 kilometers away from us and he is different from our culture, tradition and language. How can he write? This person is same culture, same tradition, same language. He is not a foreigner. He is the same country person. If he commits mistakes because he is living 1,000 kilometers away, how can we rely on the Indian history written by Europeans? It should be totally discarded and throw away. That is the thing we understand from this. And the worst contradiction is, see, we don't know even Indian system, Indian knowledge, Indian literature, Indian customs, Indian language, anything. See, in the fifth volume at the page 281, he mentioned, Wilford mentioned that Krishna and Badarama killed Jarasandha, the king of Makada. During Mahaparada period, Jarasandha was the king of Makada. And Badarama crowned Jarasandha's son Sakadeva. He is a different Sara, Sakadeva. Sakadeva of not Panchapandava. He is a son of Jarasandha. His name is also Sakadeva. And Badarama crowned Sakadeva as the king of Makadeva. Sakadeva fought on the Gaurava side and was killed during the Mahaparada. But actually, if you read Mahaparata or any Prana, but actually, Bhima only killed Jarasandha under the guidance of Sri Krishna. He has to tear apart and throw it away. That story you know. Sri Krishna only showed like this. Bhima only killed Jarasandha. Everybody in India, everybody knows this. But he committed that Balarama only killed Jarasandha. Balarama didn't went to Jarasandha's capital, Rajagriga. Only Sri Krishna, Bhima and Arjuna went. At this basic level itself, he committed the worst mistake. 
but he is accepted a great scholar and his writings is mentioned as the history of india that is the fate of this nation then come forest came and wilson he came later to colonel wilford he was the secretary of asiatic society of bengal and he wrote a article select specimens of theater of hindus in the year 1827 b commoner in the third volume at the introductory pages in these pages he wrote first he endorsed william jones assumption of sandrakotas of macasthenes is sandrakota maurya one and the same person he first endorsed but william hs wilson has to do a damage control measure because colonel wilford commits worst mistakes if anyone read colonel wilford's writings on mudra rakshasa he can clearly understand colonel wilford is not at all a scholar and he is a worthless article so he has to do damage control measure so he mentioned one of the falsehood of colonel wilford and william jones what he accepted first that worst uh, thing on jones William Jones is the first person to assume Sandrakutas as Sandrakutta Maurya. What H.S. Wilson wrote about Jones, Jones imperfectly acquainted with his authorities. That is Somadeva's poem on Karuna's Sandrakutta. So these things he didn't read properly. That is the thing comment on William Jones. William Jones hastily assumed that Sandrakutas is equivalent to Sandrakutta Maurya and Alexander. So what he wrote, Jones imperfectly acquainted with these authorities. William Jones mentioned it is a Somadeva's poem, but H.S. Wilson mentioned Somapattas Brihatpada. He mentioned a poem, he mentioned a story, Somadeva and Somapatta. So author name and title name itself differs between William Jones and H.S. Wilson. That is their credibility, integrity and continuity. But we accept all these people as a great scholars on Indian history, and he accepted another thing. In the fifth volume of Asiatic Research, Colonel Wilford, what he wrote on Chandragupta, what he mentioned, H. S. Wilson, which can be scarcely considered as authentic. He himself says it is unauthentic. It many falsehoods are there. Colonel Wilford's writing. It is all there in the special specimens of the Order of Hindus, Volume Three, at these pages. You can download that book also. Uh, like that, uh, these people wrote something, uh, whatever they think correct, and we are reading it as a history. And the acceptance, another thing is, Colonel Wilford attributed many things to Mitra Rajasa, but it is not there for which he mentioned. It is all told. Professedly taken, falsely claimed by Colonel Wilson. That is another thing. So now Hitchens Wilson thus openly admitted the gross injustice and unscholarly, uh, blatant lie committed by Colonel Wilford in Indian history research. Why he has accepted? Because if we read Mudra Rakshasa and Colonel Wilford writing. we can easily understand it won't match so we can easily understand these people write something scribbled something and gone way but we only consider it is a great history 
so their inner motive will be visible to us so there is a damage control measure he mentioned all this and not only on colonel will for even on greek writers what hitchens wilson wrote the information what greek writers wrote in their texts were not correct some things are exaggerated some things matter are misrepresented or greek uh, classical writings information were not correct some were exaggerated that is alexander's victory over purushottama that is an exaggerated actually he was defeated and misrepresented many things why he gave an explanation because he has to explain no imperfect communication yes that is something i am telling they don't know the language of this land they don't know the custom they don't know heritage they don't know they don't know the people art of life everything here but how can they know fact definitely their writing on india will be definitely wrong that is the thing hs wilson also told on that day so in spite of admitting the colonel wilford's or unscholarly blatant lies and also the wrong information found in greek classical literature everything he accepted but finally what he told because he has to favor the british rule now so he accepted that equating sandrakotas as sandrakutta maurya who is contemporary to alexander as an exact truth because he has to loyal to his country that is the thing happened then come frederick max muller all people we know some people are thinking that he is the authority on indian history but they should know he has not visited even once india our nation bar He had only hearsay knowledge on India. That is a major defect. He has not visited India. How can he write on India without going to America? How if we write here? What will? How much truth will be there? We cannot accept. And he is a German, and he knows a little bit Sanskrit only, not much. Little bit Sanskrit. Sanskrit cannot be mastered in two years, three years. that to by a foreigner and he was very poor at that time german was an, not a united nation it has different states only in the 1871 it become a prussia united nation as a united country single nation at that time german was very poor he was also poor but at that time england was rich because they looted the entire world not because they worked hard and earned money no they looted and they become rich so to earn his livelihood he went to england in the year 1847 he was very poor that can be shown by a narrating in a single incident that happened in 1846 in london why that is important you can understand later in the book life and letters of right honorable frederick maxmuller published in 1902 in the volume 1 in this page it narrated an incident that happened in the life of frederick maxmuller one day his spectacles were broken so he has to mend it he went to a shop in london on street and he gave that spectacle to mend on getting back the spectacle mended corrected he gave the shopkeeper one 
found. But unfortunately, the shopkeeper thought it is a opera. So an argument happened. But definitely, Max Muller was a foreigner, and he wore a well-worn coat. That shows his economic condition. His coat was not good. So the shopkeeper argued strongly. You gave only half pound. So Max Muller has to accept, and he lost ten shillings. What ten shilling meant for him? Dosing several dinners、It、has to be stored for many nights. That is his economic condition in 1846. You have to understand. He is such a poor. His economic condition is very bad. That is important in this condition. So he got because his country cannot help. It is not united and it is not rich German. So he somehow want to connect with the East India Company and Thomas Babington Mackay. Who is Mackay? I will explain later. First, he got acquaintance, got contact with East India Company. It is described in page fifty-seven. So Thomas Babington Mackay only insisted him to translate Rigveda in such a way the Hindus will lose faith in Veda. That should be the translation, worst translation. So he started translating Rigveda, but he need money now. So East India Company helped. So Prussian government. German government could not help him, so East India Company helped him. He published his first volume in 1849, and his economic condition slightly better because of the patronage shown on him by East India Company on translating Rigveda. So, because of East India Company only, he somewhat he can earn something and to have food. That is the condition. So he is, uh, was at the mercy of East India Company and Thomas Babington Mackay. Who was and he also got contact with Thomas Babington Mackay. To his mother, Max Muller wrote. It is there in the Life and Letters of Frederick Max Muller in the page one nineteen one sixty two. These pages denote that book only. And he contact met Mackay. On January twenty-second and eighteen forty-nine, that is the thing. This is an important letter, December twenty-eighth, eighteen fifty-four. It is all there in the book. So he contact with Mackay, and Mackay and Max Muller what they discussed. That is important. They discussed the teachings to whom the young people, England people, young people who were. Going to send India to rule Indian. What sort of teaching should be there? With what mentality they should rule India? That curriculum was discussed with Max Muller and Thomas Babington Mackay. That is an important thing. So the conspiracy is there, and he again met Mackay in 1858. Who is Thomas Babington Mackay? This is his period. Just lived 59 years only. He born in England and entered politics in 1830. He was a member of Parliament and also minister. But due to the loan of his father and mis miscalculated decision in politics, his economy become suddenly very bad. How much bad? He has to sold his academic gold medal to meet both ends to make more both ends meet, just to, to eat. 
for that he sold his academic gold medal himself you can with this link you can verify it and in the 1833 in the british parliament enacted an act that is government of india act in that they created a new post law member in the council of governor general of east india company what is the payment 10000 pounds in 1833 10000 pounds means how much we imagine per year so mckelle somehow obtained that post what he thought he could sell 30000 pounds in 5 years so for money only he came here india he came to india in the year 1834 and was india till 1838 at least 5 years almost 5 years but during that 5 years he traveled all the length and breadth of our nation and he assessed what is his assessment he came to understand that unless the cultural and spiritual heritage of india the cultural and spiritual heritage of india which is the backbone of india if it is not broken out british could not rule india for me so it should be on any account it should be shaked and thrown away that is the cultural and spiritual heritage of india that is the backbone of this country so he decided to damage that to dethrone it from the minds of the people for that only he started his education policy this is uh, already there in tourism train of india in 2000 it was there but it was not now removed and you cannot found this page in internet or cannot download because it totally explains the what is the motive of mckelle education system and british rule on india so they want to hide it so they damage and remove this but it is we can have this but there are other evidence also there what is the motive of mckelle and british government that we can found out with other evidence this is the thing you can download from internet but we cannot have this source now his letter to his father dated 12th october 1836 that with this website you can have this letter what he wrote in that our english schools are flourishing wonderfully at a single town of hubli that is near calcutta 1400 boys are learning english he mentioned what is the effect of this english education on hindus it is prodigious what that mean no hindu who has received an english education ever be loyal and sincere be attached to his religion so to be hindu only be hinduism only he introduced english education to convert that is his motive we can understand from his letter to his father it is downloadable you can verify so just to convert make us non hindu that is only this english education is that and it is fully explained in minutes of education what he submitted to british government and 2nd february 1835 common era you can download it in internet i am having a hand written manuscript of this fully i have taken out from government of india and i am having the hand written manuscript 
and it is there everything you can download from internet also in this if you read fully you will you can understand mckelis motive and also british motive and also what damage they have done on us what conspiracy they have done on us you can understand you can take it as a line 10 or paragraph 10 what he know, mentioned mckelis in that a single self of good european library was worth the whole native literature of india and arabia so a english library small library that there is a single self our whole literature not only in sanskrit in all the indian languages if you put together the self will be still vacant that is his comment you know english have only shakespeare just 10 or 50 books but we are having lakhs and lakhs of literature and texts not only in sanskrit in all the indian languages that is the actual truth how he hidden all the truth and explained in a wrong way to the british government that is the thing you have to understand and then the paragraph 11 he mentioned the superiority of the europeans become absolutely immeasurable that is his mindset we are superior and indians are should be treated as slaves that is the mindset and with that mindset only he introduced the mckelly education system he mentioned all the books written in the sanskrit language is less valuable than what may be found in the most paltry abridgments used at preparatory school in england so even in a first standard second standard class of england that have better text than the books written in sanskrit that is his comment to verify the fact you have to read on book the beautiful tree written by taramba he explained clearly what is the standard of education and the school standard in england in 1800s and what was the standard in india this during the same period we are having every village a school and and the people are literate more than 40 50% whereas english is literate only just 6 to 7% there are no schools but he mentioned like this and the paragraph told we have to educate a people who cannot at present be educated by means of their mother tongue so we cannot educate our people to any indian language or sanskrit we must use them foreign language which foreign language in india english is the language spoken by the ruling class not only that the higher class government subordinates of india they are also using english language so english should be taught then only they can be civilized they can be well educated see another thing there are no books on any subject either it is science or arts or any subject which it deserve to compared english books we know only shakespeare and 50 books but we have lakhs and lakhs of texts manuscripts lakhs and lakhs of manuscripts but he mentioned like that i doubt whether the sanskrit literature is valuable as that of section on norman progenitors that is the uh, tribes barbarian tribes who lived in england some thousands of years 
there have no text but he compared that sanskrit literature is less valuable than their text these are all there in minutes of education nobody has read it. that is the thing problem the language of western europe civilized asia so hindu should be civilized with king you see swami vekananda once told when these europeans they are living like barbarians you eating raw food raw meat without cooking and using only leaves and other things as a dress at that time we have an excellent civilization in india but he told that european language only can civilize him and he mentioned the printing itself is a best sanskrit printing or any indian language is printing itself best and it won't be value as the paper on which they are printed because it is all absurd material worst material worst text there and in the line 31 sanskrit is a waste knowledge and it's a barren of useful knowledge that is the thing here explicitly he mentioned his motive if we teach sanskrit or any other indian language we have to teach false history false astronomy false medicine because we find this false history false astronomy false medicine in company with the false religion so he called our religion itself as a false that means he has to convert our people to their own religion this own religion so to convert only he introduced macular education system what he commented on veda if you read it you will have tears in your eyes blood will flow from your eyes veda is to purify how they will teach only to purify themselves after touching an ass or to repeat an explicit crime of killing a goat that is the value of veda he mentioned all this there are in that text line paragraph or 31 and the worst thing is this two lines will show the motive of macle and the english government plainly the cat is out of his bag now see what he wrote we must at present do our best to form a class who may be interpreters between us that is british people who are governing india and the millions whom he governed the indian who are governed we have to create a class who may be interpreters who may be middleman between the english and the uneducated indian from india and what will be the persons will be like that a class of person indian in blood and color they will be indian in blood and color externally but internally they will be english in taste in opinion in morals and in intellect in the line 34 it is there so they started this using this education system of mckinley to create a subordinate to british people from indian people who will be in mindset as a slave to british people that slave they have to create through english education system they should be always obedient to their masters the english people 
and they have to carry out their orders against their own brothers and sisters that class of people they want to create so they introduce mckinley education system and finally the mckinley clearly made one separation he is a very cunning fellow and cleverly he thought of and he made those people who can learn sanskrit they are prevented from learning science sanskrit is on one part those who opt for sciences they cannot read science and those who opt for science they cannot read sanskrit why he separated because in ancient indian texts especially in sanskrit texts there are a lot of science and technology are described so if the people opt for science if they don't read sanskrit they cannot find out the science in the sanskrit literature so they think that all the science are developed by westerners so they are the scientific people our ancestors are not fit for nothing and those who learn sanskrit they don't know science so they cannot pound out the science and technology described in the sanskrit text he cleverly divided separated both things why indians should believe western world is scientific and superior and india is of superstition unscientific barbaric and very much inferior that mindset should be seeded in the people of my indians mind this is to seed inferiority complex in our mind and to believe europeans are superior race then only they can continuously rule loot and convert that is the motive of mckinley now max muller got his favor from thomas babington mckinley and also east india company so he obey their master so finally this equation of sandrakutas with sandragupta was sealed by max muller and he closed it once forever what he wrote in his textbook agency of sanskrit literature this is also downloaded in this page this there is but one means through which the history of india can be connected with that of greece that is the indian history should be corrected with the greek chronology we know that greek people don't know how many months per year 2000 years before they have no correct time calculation that i have already explained in sangam talks but these people max muller he corrected a correct chronology as per the wrong chronology so cutting the feet as per the length of the shoe he did it so the history of india can be connected with that of greece and its chronology be reduced to its proper limit that is his command in the same book he further wrote the name of chandragupta and the resemblance of this name with the name of sandrakutas was first pointed out by sir william jones dr wilford wilson and lation have afterwards added further evidence you see they are not already i explained they are not added any evidence but max muller wrote that he added further evidence what is the further evidence once if max muller would have written what the further evidence they have shown he is not shown anything and these people also shown not, not shown any evidence but they are saying we have given further evidence so in confirmation of sir william jones conjecture 
But at the time, M. Pryor and many Indian and European scholars opposed it, raised objections. But in spite of that, Max Muller, because of the favor money he got from East India Company through Thomas Babington Macaulay, he sealed it as a history of our nation. That is the identity of Chandragupta and Sandra Sutras is such as to admit of no reasonable doubt. So he finally closed the SEP. So the Chandragupta Maurya as a contemporary to Alexander was closed for one and all, once for all. So this was written as a history by many European scholars. First James Mill. He published the history of British India in 1880. It is a complete denunciation and rejection of Indian culture and civilizations. He totally underwrite our civilization and culture. It has six volumes, but it is the most widely read, read book by the British imperialists who came to India to rule India, to rule India. So they read it and with that wrong mindset, they came and ruled our nation. And Charles Grant, he was the chairman of British East India Company and member of parliament in British parliament. In 1792, he wrote an article this is observations on the state of society among the Asiatic subjects of Great Britain. In that what he compelled East India Company, because he is the chairman of British East India Company. He compelled East India Company to permit Christian missionaries into India in the year 1792. What is his motive? Why they have to send Christian missionaries into India? To convert. That we should understand. And finally, Vincent Arthur Smith. He is an Indian civil service officer from 1871 to 1900. He wrote many books, Oxford Indian History, like that many books he wrote on Indian history. It is based entirely on the William Jones conjecture, finally sealed by Max Muller, supported by H.S. Wilson and Colonel Wilford. And it became the authentic text on Indian history. From 1911 till about the middle of the 20th century, Vincent or the Smith's book were the authoritative textbooks in almost all Indian universities on the Christian chronology of India. So we taught a total blatant lie to our students because of this consecration. He was uh, in a mindset bad on India. He didn't thought India is a great thing. He is a British civil servant, worked for British. Even now, the texts authored by these British writers were the basis and foundation of Indian history in even now in universities, colleges and schools. So coming to end parts, now the history texts of Indian universities and colleges and schools, what they taught on Indian history and chronology to our students, it is entirely based on the conjecture, wrong conjecture of William Jones. What is that conjecture? Sandra Kutas of Megasthenes was Sandragupta Maurya, and hence Sandragupta Maurya of Magadha dynasty was contemporary to Alexander of Macedonia. So Sandragupta Maurya became king of Magadha in 321 BC. This is what we taught in our college, university schools. But as per the Puranic chronology, especially detailed in Matsaya, Vayu and Brahmanda Purana, 
which detailed the Makada kingdom chronology. How many years each king ruled how many years each dynasty ruled from Magabharata war up to Gupta period, before Gupta period. It mentioned, year-wise mentioned. If you apply that, then Chandragupta Maurya came to power in 1534 BCE, not in 321 BCE. So our antiquity, nation's antiquity was reduced by 1213 years. This all due to the wrong seed tanker, wrongly and cunningly conjectured by the British Orientalists. So this is not a sea tanker, but a cheat tanker. It is only a cheat tanker to cheat our people, our nation. They conjectured this cheat tanker. So coming to the conclusion, Sandra Cortes of Magazines India was assumed as Sandragupta Maurya based on a very flimsy, shaky, and unscholarly and unacceptable way. Just a name, Sandra Cortes, found in Magazines India, is the only and sole evidence matter on which the whole theory stands. Single pillar, not anything else support to that. If we read and analyze this Magazines Indica and other Greek classical literature thoroughly, we can understand that the authors of these texts are a set of liars, set of liars. And the texts are self-conflicting and totally incredible. It is not my comment on these texts. It is a comment on these texts by Strabo and Pliny, the Greek and Roman writers. They only mentioned these are a set of liars, these people, and the texts are self-conflicting and incredible by Strabo and Pliny, the Greek and Roman writers, when they wrote that 1800 to 2000 years before itself. Is there as evidence for their writing? Yes. You can find it in ancient India as described by Macastains and Arian. He rendered English by John McCrandell, published in London, 1877. Now the book is available with Munsira Manoharla. Page 18 to 20, you found these Strabo and Pliny's words, writings exactly on these texts. However, based on this unscholarly, biased, and worst evil assumption and wrong conjecture, William Jones wrongly concocted the theory Cardinal Wilford, commenting so many mistakes in spite of that, he endorsed it fully. H. H. Wilson propagated throughout the world. Even though many objections were raised by scholars of India and Europe. And finally, Max Muller, in return to the favor he got from East India Company and Mekele, he sealed it as a historical fact once forever closed. So Max Muller did his excellent service for what he got from East India Company. And Mekele contributed his part through his minutes of education with the motive of seeding inferiority complex in the minds of Indians by wrong education system. Till we are following that, we have to understand. And what is his motive? To reduction the antiquity and greatness of India, to seed inferiority complex in our mind so that British could rule loot and convert India forever. That is his motive. This theory was made into educational curriculum in the educational institutes of India 
through the writings of the so called history texts it can be there is a text of lies but it is mentioned as history text written by james mill charles grant and mainly vincent arthur smith however indian scholars accepted this concocted falsehood in total not only initially even after 75 years of independence no effort has been made to reanalyze all these theories and to arrive the exact truth in the christian chronology of our motherland even after 75 years of independence no scholar has tried this is the worst condition still prevails even now even in the present day hence with this request i conclude i humbly request the patriotic eminent personalities of our nation scholars educationists administrators and holders to come forward and initiate at least now better late than never the rewriting of bharatian christian chronology in a proper and correct way with that humble request i conclude i express my nandri dhanyavadaka and thank you i express once again my thanks to sangam talks and also the eminent personalities great scholars who listened this lecture patiently and encouraged me thank you namaskar dhanyavad namaskaram sir namaskara namaskara you have well explained i am very impressed about your presentation i would like to ask one question that is how the europeans distorted our history then how our own scholars and historians even after 75 years of independence did not reanalyze and recheck the facts and try to rewrite correct history of our nation kindly give your suggestions okay thank you thank you for asking question okay. sir sir these two or three things are needed first of all because of mckinley education which i explained what our people thought anything mentioned by either european or american with white color white skin color with the name robert or smith or something english name or european name or american name is correct we cannot ask any questions we can blindly accept that is the mindset we are having and if a person if an indian if he lives in america and europe it is a better than person in india living in india so even nri is our second first thing is european scholar and american and then nri and we give least importance to the uh, speeches or the conclusions or the sayings of uh, writings of an indian who lives in india that is the mindset we are having even nri are better because they are living in abroad now whatever european and america is better that is one mindset second thing is we are easily falling prey if we say that it is science see what max muller told an aryan dravidian divide aryan language indo european language and aryan race he mentioned science of language the philology or comparative linguistics as mentioned by geoper von caldwell they mentioned it is a science so when they say science what well, it is a science we are talking without question so anything if you want to give to indians if you add cover that with science we will develop for example even now it is there say 
if you analyze data of Mahabharata, if we say something about genetics or geology, immediately our people will accept. How it is wrong, I will explain. See, but genetic study, one scholar is saying that based on genetic study, it is Mahabharata war happened 7,500 years before. What is the thing he told? That Y chromosome variation is very much less during the period of 7,500, that is 5,500 BCE. Y chromosome variation means there are less number of males. One is 16 or one is to four. That means 80 females are there, at least 20 males. Or 94 females, only six males. By sudden decrease of male population, based on that Y chromosome or less variation. He mentioned that because of Mahabharata, all the male were killed. So male population suddenly reduced. That is why the Y chromosome varies. You have to apply normal sense. In a war, if there is a hundred people, 50 people will be male. All 50 people, male people will not participate. See, we have to understand our tradition, our culture. The society of four parts, Brahmana, Chatriya, Vaishya, Sudra. Only Chatriya will fight. Yeah, the agriculture farmer will not go to war because he has no training. A yeah, weaver will not go. Yes, goldsmith or this thing, silversmith or ironsmith or a weaver or a, uh, who is uh, doing uh, fisheries or who is living in Vanavasa, uh, Vana, getting uh, honey and other thing and who is in Gurukula who is doing puja, like that many works are there. They will not go to war. Only the warrior will go. The warrior, how many warriors will be there in Kutti? Only seven or eight. Not all people will go. The children, aged person, unhealthy persons will not go. And the king will not take all the supports to army to war because he has to give importance to his kingdom also. He has to protect his kingdom also. So he will maintain a Maintenance force there. So out of seven or eight, only four people will go. Even if the four died, male population will be 46. Female will be 50. Why Y chromosomal variation, decreased variation? Okay, that is wrong. Another thing I can explain scientifically. If a scientific study, sampling study, you are a doctor. You uh, completed many PhDs, I know. You are submitted doctorate in literature also. So, you know how to do research, sampling. At least 15 to 20 percent of the population sampling should be done. In the genetic study, not even 0.001 percent is taken uh, as a study. And, and it should be equidistributed, socioeconomic education, job and livelihood, and also where there is an equidistribution, it should be there. And there are another scientific facts which alter the white chromosome and less famous. That is random, non-random selection, mutation, uh, decreased mutation and also background selection and high frequency of uh, reproduction like that. Maybe many factors are there to reduce the Y chromosome. So if we apply science, if you say something and cover up with science, we will immediately accept. For example, geology. In geology, if there is a flood, just to point one, milli one millimeter deposit, the geologist still will say the period will be thousands of years. So we cannot pinpoint single year. So that concept, anything if you cover up some with scientific thing, 
blanket you will immediately answer that mindset is there and now the people are not listening to the knowledgeable talk or with excellent scientific uh, excellent excellent explanations they want some background of the speaker and also they want some powerpoint presentation excellent and other things something moving behind like that they want not they are listening on the stuff and the matter they convey so these are all the things which made us to be defeated by the europeans so we should come up come out with that mindset mckelle mindset and we should respect our indian authors then only the situation will change thank you for asking thank you so much sir this event is very useful to us thanks for uh, your uh, future uh, uh, link and your presentation link kindly uh, send it sir please thank you okay. thank you thank you it thank was you. a wonderful presentation mine is uh, one statement that i wanted to share with all of you here and yes, second is i wanted to share another thing also with you in regard to alexander and all the first thing that i wanted to share with everybody here with due humility and i think i shared with uh, shruti and rutu last week also in one of the sangam talks at uh, iic we need we don't read a lot actually and uh, dr m raja is correct that whatever comes our way we simply absorb it because it is written by either an ias or a phd or so all these 800 years we been given to understand that the famous qutub minar in delhi has been made by muslim invaders so i was sharing it with shruti ji and rutuja that there is not even one single contemporary book i mean written around the time when this tower was supposedly being built that it was indeed made by muslims okay on the contrary and here i would like to make a particular point on the contrary there is a 19th century asi record which is very much present in the government of india archives it is datable to 1860s where a sanskrit inscription has been recorded inside the qutub minar okay i am not talking about the so called masjid inside the qutub minar which says that this tower has been built by one king prithvi how many of us know about it very few right but anyways so the point that i i am bringing it here is that not all the britishers were bad or the east india company people were bad yes cunningham was a very wild fellow because he like macaulay and uh, max muller he wanted to present a christianized version present a christianized version of india's history but at the same time there were some eic and some asi engineers including one begler who were very very objective you know and they recorded the facts as they saw and in fact begler in one of his papers in 19th century around 1860s or 1870s he says that by whatever i have seen inside the minar i can say that up till say the second or the third stories of this minar this has been built by the hindus okay but his is a conjecture so i won't go by him i will go straight to the objective sanskrit inscription written inside the qutub minar which says prithvi nirpas stambha you know which means that this stambha has been built by king prithvi i will i leave it 
to you whether to interpret this king prithvi as prithviraj or another prithvi that i don't go to interpretations secondly sir with due respect to your presentation i read somewhere i think two or three years back that there was a greek traveler who came to india the greek or roman traveler who came to in india around the turn of the millennium i mean around the same time when europe had been christianized when greece had been christianized which means around 2000 years back and he comes to akshila and he sees paintings or inscriptions or murtis whatever of uh, the invasion of takshila by alexander he records it in his book unfortunately i can't remember his name and uh, after alexander supposedly had left india so porus told his people to maintain these inscriptions or paintings on the walls of takshila which record alexander having conquered takshila this is what he has written i am not commenting whether it is true or false or whatever i just wanted it to place it in front of you so that we can have a more elaborate description okay. on that that's all i've got okay. just uh, i want to say one or two words with this see whether that the roman traveler mentioned like that or not but no indian text mentioned alexander's invasion anything about on india that is the thing ancient literature doesn't mention and i am not saying that all the british or europeans are worst i am saying these four or five people quoting these people how they damaged i am only that and this british government masked the real good people of british and they eliminated their right only they kept all the writings of these people so that is the thing they made mckinle education system as the education system of india not bugler's uh, thing so it is gone away like that the uh, real uh, history loving people of europe were omitted they are not made as a important person their writings were thrown away only max muller and mckinle these things were kept by british so that they can make us inferior superior that is it so there's two things uh, thank you sir for asking questions thank you thank you very much uh, thank you yeah. dr raja thank you uh, wonderful thank you. wonderful presentation chandra gupt morya has become my favorite uh, historical uh, raya maharaja or in the in the last about 15 years or so no no before that actually i was a student in india i i i was born and brought up in africa but i came to india to study and um, i at, at university i came across kutumbakot morya and uh, i was just fascinated by him and his uh, his rule and the way he was and then but from the very beginning back in africa we were taught british history and we were taught to love alexander the great and he was just my hero in those days you know it's only later that you understand that he was just an ordinary man like anybody and he died of uh, of a wound like any other person so there was nothing all that great anyway but going back to chandragupt morya there are a lot of films and documentaries are made uh, indian uh, serial for example where it is shown that uh, they were contemporaries so there is literature as you say out there which tells all these lies so my my suggestion is that something something uh, the research that you have done 
perhaps you know the government of india education department should get a, uh, a recording of this and uh, maybe consult with you and rewrite the history to teach the children and uh, to the people in india so that all this falsehood i mean it's okay on these platforms that some of us get educated by what is the truth but it needs to be taught in schools and in universities and also to be make sure that it's worldwide distribution of the correct information in other in the universities where majority of these white people get all their information from these false authors or false information provided by these authors so my suggestion is one give it to government of india because i was also taught about the aryan invasion theory and for years i thought oh but only Like a while back, I read that that's been uh, discredited the Aryan invasion theory, right? So somebody has done work on that, and perhaps if you can get in touch with that group or person or whoever was uh, able to put forward this uh, and work in conjunction with his or her or their abilities, perhaps you can bring this forward as well and um, correct the, all the wrongs that have yes. been done in the past. So that's that's all I have to say. Thank you so much. I've listened to you before on other subjects as well. Thank so it's been you. really wonderful. Thank you. Th- thank you, madam. Thank you for your suggestion. I will get in touch with the, the scholars who are working on Aryan English. I have also worked something on that, uh, which will be in the future. Sangam talks. It will be revealed. I I am ready to work with the scholars, great scholars. Please introduce themselves to me. Namaskaram, sir. Thank you very much for this presentation. may i make a comment to tiwa to swayam tiwari ji if you don't mind and then i will come back to you with my question so tiwari ji the no doubt the political ambitions of the british are quite transparent based on what we've been hearing recently in my uh, humble education at sangam talks but if you would want to if you care to listen to what the average joe european thought about india there is a wonderful talk by michel danino uh given at gandhinagar about the records that he found of uh travelers to india merchants and so on and what they encountered in daily life they wrote it down as part of their journals and they sent it back to places like the institut des etudes orientales in france in germany places like that and it's it blows you away because you realize that every european didn't hate india so i don't know you might want to look it up sir it's on youtube dr raja sorry i have a couple of questions for you that will sound like i'm splitting hair i'm terribly sorry um you mentioned that francis wilford's records talked about fortifications at patliputra yes did no, he... it is not uh, francis wilford mentioned uh-huh. that mudra rakshasa author mentioned fortification actually mudra rakshasa there are mentioned there are fortifications on padaliputra so right. he want to explain that in an explanation he gave that this person who is author is living in deccan so he misunderstood padaliputra as fortifications like that wilson uh, colonel wilford didn't mention that okay was there any mention that these fortifications were built in stone was the material of those fortifications ever no madam it mentioned only fort because fort. Sir, the the remains at kumrar which is now the remains of patliputra presently uh show that there were wooden fortifications and humongous but only wooden fortifications 
so i don't know if in your research no madam no madam i am i am not saying anything on no no i am saying that this might help see, in research it is a I... written statement by colonel wilford that ananda the author has misunderstood that he only wrongly mentioned fortification because he is a foreigner sure. i am commenting on that only i am not saying anything about the fortifications okay 10 oh, minutes no. now that you mentioned imperfect communications between the greeks and the indians yes sir trade has been i got not mentioned madam it is written by hh wilson it is a wilson's ah, writing okay somehow okay. With, the, with the inverted commas my my mistake i thought you were saying so no no I'm madam in this lecture my version is not at all there everything within inverted comma what is found in the book i have just verbatim i have given okay point taken sir okay thank you so much thank you madam i, I have actually uh, heard about all of this earlier because i ended up reading a book by i don't remember the exact name but some mr nayar uh, there were two authors and one of them by names sounds like you know some foreigner and the second person name is some mr nayar called truths i remember the name of the book only and there they have talked they have focused only on uh, max muller and And, and but in the story everybody else has come into the, into the play and all of that and it clearly shows that how things transpired around the max muller via macaulay and all and how they actually planned this whole thing very deliberately and actually uh, how oxford university press became a part of the whole big agenda and how they published all these all these so called doctored and wrong accounts and and things and all of that so actually that book was uh, had provide has has a lot of details that very interesting Will you send me through whatsapp that uh, title of the book the title of the book i still remember is called truths t r u t h s yes i don't remember the name of the author but i can look up and then maybe share okay please please share sir uh but it is very focused on max muller and and everything mm, yes. around him and you know one funny thing which i just want to share and that is why i raised my hand was that okay sir that book shows that uh actually says that uh, max muller he was a german but he didn't know enough german also and in the initial days he was just copying sanskrit verses from original manuscripts to uh, in, in, for uh, macaulay and east india company and it's very funny the way it has described which which will tell you that he had no idea about sanskrit so then god only can imagine what he would translate mm-hmm. i mean a person who doesn't cannot write, read the script i mean how can you interpret things i mean you know it's very funny and that is why they just destroy the whole thing saying whatever max muller has talked about is nothing but rubbish so so, so that's all i wanted to uh, tell you about now i have a i have a question now uh, and i know it is not the real topic so please feel free to okay, keep it right okay. but i will still ask because i have the opportunity so there have been lot of theories around alexander and the war with uh, with the uh, king purushottam and what not and depending on what we hear you know we have to believe that now you talked about the actual chandragupta maurya reign was like some long time before alexander yes can you share who were the well known contemporaries of chandragupta maurya 
But that is something one which I try to find out, but I'm unable to with my limited understanding and means. Yes, sir. That in the Purana it mentions that Dhananda or Mahapatmananda was a contemporary and this he was the previous king who was dethroned by Chanakya. In the Purana, it just describes and describing the Mahada chronology. For example, uh, Vayu Prana and Matsaya Prana. Matsaya Prana in 271 to 274 Adhyaya, it mentions in that Dhananda is mentioned as a senior contemporary to Chandragutta Maurya and Chanakya is mentioned uh, as Kaudulya. Kaliuka Rajavridanda mentioned his name as Chanakya itself. And if you take Mudra Rakshasha, but it is a later text and it is only a drama. You cannot take it completely as a historic textbook. In that, it mentions the kings of Parasika, Gandhara, and Kashmira who helped Rakshasha and the opponent of Chandragupta Maurya to dethrone Chandragupta Maurya after he was crowned. That was the uh, plot by Rakshasha. But Chanakya played uh, another uh, cleverly plot to make Rakshasha as his. Uh, as the chief minister, prime minister of Chandragupta Maurya, that drama is there. But it is only a drama. How much we can accept that? And in that, all these kings' name were Parasika name, king name was his Hindu name and Gandhara, and Kashmir king's name are Hindu name only. We can only say that something may be there, but we cannot definitely say they are contemporaries. I can, without fact, I cannot say. So the only thing which I would just say quickly and finish it off is, so then you are saying the entire chronology of the Magad kings, you know, so many years have been taken away from there, which means that from, from real Chandragupta Maurya, there are a lot many more kings than what probably we know today. Yes, sir. That is correct. Because if you analyze the chronology given in this Purana, Chandragupta Maurya period is from Parikshita Maharaja to Mahabatmananda, Puranation is 1500 years. And Nanda dynasty ruled 100 years. So from Mahaparta war up to Puranation of uh, Chandragupta Maurya, 1600 years. After that, the Maurya dynasty. After that, you can have Sunga dynasty, Kanva dynasty, and Andhra Sadhavagana dynasty. After that, Gupta dynasty. After that, only Vikrama Sadhavagana. If you analyze in a proper way, it will come exactly. I have given lectures on this in other channels. What is Indian chronology from Mahabharata up to Salivagana period? I have actually narrated in two parts, part one and part two. Uh, and I have gone through completely this, uh, uh, all these five prana, uh, that one or two chapters only. So we can easily, not whole Matsaya prana, you need not read. Just 271 to 274 Adhyaya. Four Adhyaya read is sufficient. It is given clearly. So, uh, I am doing a research on that. And there is another thing is, from Vikramaditya to Yudhishthira, it is 3044 years. As per Jyotir Vidhaparanam and also as per inscriptions. Many inscriptions are there. And as per astronomical text. In the same way, from Salibhagana to Kaliyuga or Yudhishthira period is 3179 years. So, this is also astronomical texts are there. And also more than 20,000 inscriptions are there. And Kalidasa wrote on Jodhir Vidaparana also. There are enough evidence. So, based on this evidence, we have to 
and uh, rewrite our indian history it is very easy we are having text only thing we have to do hard work that is the thing we are lacking thank you very much it's not a question uh, uh, per se my comment was triggered by malika ji when she asked about those wooden beams in patna right and probably what she has in mind i might be wrong is that much of ancient indian history is lost because those cities were built around wooden beams or a lot of it was wood so we've lost traces by my limited understanding that that assumption is wrong because if you go to rajgir which is in central bihar and which is in nalanda and rajgir was the capital of the nandas if i'm not wrong you see the stone fortification on the hill around the city uh, pardon if i am under i am if i am misunderstanding you malika ji secondly what made me come to this point was when i was listening to this dialogue between malika ji and uh, ml rajesh ji was uh, some months back one of my friends mentioned that sanskrit was imported to india by the foreigners i asked why he said because the earliest sanskrit inscription is datable to the second century ad or somewhat like this which was written by a european or a greek ambassador in heliodorus and all that so i did a simple google search and i obviously i got lots of wikipedia articles also and by tracing those articles i went to a hathibada inscription hathibada is a place north of chittor there is a city called madhyamika it's now a deserted city it's a ghost town actually and it was inhabited by the shivis you know king shivi you remember the one we had read about in our comics so that city was earlier called as madhyamika which was now which is i think around 15 20 or 50 kilometers north of chittor and incidentally that city or that is in um, habitation was used by akbar to lay siege around chittor when he was invading chittor in the 16th century and during the course of his uh, invasion he overturned some ancient structures and as luck would have it one of those inscriptions he, his forces put it on a wall and you know what that inscription said that inscription said that here was a temple in this particular bc according to i'm i'm translating it to you in english you know, so that temple and that sanskrit inscription now takes us back to more than 2000 years and it was built you know by whom by an indian queen not a foreigner so i keep i'm, I'm sorry rajesh ji i'm digressing no, no, but no, no, this no. but this conversation was triggered by malika ji when she okay sir but uh, one thing one tell uh, one request from you you may now uh, unmute uh, me sir okay sir no sir i want uh, to share with me that details of the inscription i want to learn it okay that is an important point you have told so i want to know that inscription and download it if possible please share with me my numbers are there or you can request sangam talks they will ready to give you please share with me thank you sir thank you thank you mr tiwari uh, so the wooden pillars uh, reference comes from two places if you recall during dr raja's presentation he's mentioned macrindle's uh, version of megasthenes uh, megasthenes's indica these wooden uh, fortifications are mentioned in that 
as well as I, I could be mistaken, but as well as in Herodotus's histories. And um, it is a well-known fact that uh, the Greek authors would once in a while copy from each other because something would sound wondrous to them. But uh, you would agree that wooden fortifications is outlandish enough to find mention anywhere. So I'm just saying that there is a textual reference to it. Normally, one would, we would all expect uh, stone fortifications. The, the Mughals, for example, back in Uzbekistan had mud forts, not even stone, mud forts. So I guess it's about what's available, what's usable. Rajgir, I agree, sir. Rajgir has stone. No doubt about it. This was just using a reference to a text. But thank you so much.